Hi guys, welcome to the new episode of the Weekly Chelsea Rambles. We are back with our weekly podcast, and we are back to talk about very exciting things this time. And obviously, our regular members Abhay and Shubhankar are there. Guys, please introduce. Uh, say hi. <laughs> hi everyone. How are you guys? Hi hi. So okay, uh, we'll start right away. Okay, so boys, Chelsea in the semi-finals. of champions league the big stage after seven long years what are your reactions i'm enjoying it to be honest really really enjoying it and i'm enjoying the attention that chelsea is getting after a long time i i sincerely believe that chelsea has a real shot at the champions league okay the final could be a difficult match but at least we should reach the final i mean we have a serious chance and after so all the so you are already what, assuming that we are beating real madrid is it <laughs> fair shot if you're going to discuss about that then i can go on and on and on why we are going to defeat real madrid because i seriously uh-huh. pack that agenda but yeah we can do that we'll come there we'll, we'll come we'll come there we'll come there away don't worry we'll give you a chance but what about <laughs> you shubhankar uh yeah i mean i think uh, tukil said it himself i i was actually a little offended he said uh, it's been a while since we are here so we are not used to being here i thought <laughs> uh you know like oh yeah. that's <laughs> strange statement to make but it it has yep. been a while it has been a while and on the contrary actually i think the semi final is the toughest leg because over 90 minutes or even 120 i think um you know you can fight your way and and if you're you know you maintain your shape you still have a valid chance and once it goes to penalties it's basically 50 50 um but semis i think it's going to be i think the toughest uh, games of our season so far and we've had a few uh, which includes the uh, fa cup semi final as well just because it's 180 minutes so you kind of have to have all that concentration great tactics everything but times two to really see this out uh, but yeah i mean we we are hearing that madrid players are also feeling the you know the the fixture congestion now most of them are uh recovering now they they will probably miss the games on the weekend so you know one can hope one can hope so uh, i mean obviously about madrid i have mixed feelings but before that i want to talk a bit about a porto match um uh, i don't think uh, none of the uh, any of the chelsea fans honestly would have really enjoyed enjoyed the match in you know uh, on its own but overall obviously we won so no one really cared about but uh, i mean i was uh, a bit surprised by uh, saying that we have uh, Tuchel had set us up a bit defensively, but I did think that it was for a reason. But um, yeah, what what did you guys think like about the match and uh, about that lucky goal at the end? Hmm. Yes, the goal was pretty lucky. I mean, though it was a really <laughs> well taken I, goal. I am I am I am just saying what Tuchel said, man. It's a lucky shot. Exe Exe point one. <laughs> it is a lucky goal. I mean, you don't get a bicycle kick like that as a as a planned goal or something. <laughs> it was an insane it. goal. I mean, yeah. unbelievable. I so yeah. I mean, yeah. but but what did you make out of the performance in total? You know, uh, like in midfield, Jorginho was superb. I thought. I mean, I one of his best games. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't pass the progress the ball too much. I think we missed Kovacic there a bit uh, because his progression is elite. But uh, the way he was intercepting the ball, I have never, honestly, never seen him do it like that. Yeah, probably because Tuchel planned the game really well. I mean, Georginio wasn't exposed in in usual games. He gets exposed because there is space behind him and there are people charging Absolutely. at him. 
but with a defensive structure like we are conservative in our approach i believe jorginho got his own space his own time to think about the game so he was able to express his uh, intercept interceptions and abilities like that so i always rated jorginho's ability to read the game only thing is he lacks that athleticism to taking places like that so sure. he was well, well supported by kante and chilwell on that side i mean uh, he was flanked by both athletic players who were doing really really great you know uh, holding their ground and porto to be really honest never threatened us and neither they neither did they look challenging i mean it was a pretty simple way for a, a player of jorginho's standard to manage i believe did a great job we never expected him to match kovacic's level of uh, ball progression but uh, he's his own type of player Uh, very very resilient i mean uh, winning those fouls being the big tough when it's mattered and a go over overall a good game from our midfielder and uh, we were rescued a lot by pulisic's uh, amazing dribbling skills uh, reminiscent of uh, hazard's form for us during crucial games like when we were trying to park the bus and our midfielder runs away so it was a good game to watch in terms of that like we are getting the job done but uh, it was not fun to watch our uh, best player like pulisic getting uh, battered by so many fouls we don't want him injured so that's that yeah i was i was coming to the pulisic uh, thing i mean i thought honestly he was magnificent i i was really hoping that he scored that goal at the end where you know uh, zeek put him through with a great through ball actually but uh, okay th- those things happened but uh, i mean shumagar what do you think he did that number 10 uh, jersey justice right of course i mean uh, i i like like uh, by mentioning it was very um, hazardesque in the sense that every time i felt like uh, you know porto were getting something some momentum going on um, he he just had that extra bit of pace to get in front of someone and draw that foul and it really frustrated them it was very visible that the game had slipped away from them long before they actually scored that goal um for jorginho actually it's i it, the game started and he was you know he was intercepting balls and my initial reaction was wow porto is really shit if if they're letting him you know do that that easily but then he kind of maintained it over 90 minutes and yeah i think his best game and i mean following it from from what he did at crystal palace uh, good signs for us um i think the way i liked the setup i i, I understand it's not a good game to watch but what i liked was uh and and a very good example is what mourinho does is he just sits back but he allows pressure you know he he allows shots on their goals or or like dangerous plays we didn't do that so even if there was nothing that was you know going ahead there was nothing that porto were doing either it was very well controlled by chelsea everything was dictated there so it, the the game never felt like it could go away from us and i think what tuchel basically just you know went with was that we are not clinical enough to really go for the kill here and then losing a goal or two in the first 30 odd minutes would would be unnecessary pressure and i agree with him it's a it's a quarter final second leg and again we keep coming back to this but that's that's experience for you that's what you know gets you when when you have someone who is who's managed at this level and and these games before so no complaints would have loved to you know keep it nil nil or even grab a win i think we had a lot of chances but in the end what matters is who's playing on the 27th and it's us that's true that's true and um, you know as an english side chelsea have reached the semi finals the highest number of times in the champions league era no, eight times and that's more even than manchester united i am not even counting arsenal yet uh, so uh, so yeah i mean that's a good achievement to have and uh, and considering that we are reaching the semi finals after seven long years i mean 
uh, I just imagine what could have happened if we could have at least reached some semi-finals in between, which we did expect after that semi-final, but sadly didn't happen. Anyways, moving on. So uh, one thing, uh, yeah, what uh, what I was really, uh, I mean, yeah, I didn't enjoy the game, but what I did enjoy is that this uh, performance was very reminiscent of our old Chelsea sides. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the way we could absorb the pressure, never looked under pressure, though they were attacking. Over attacking. I mean, uh, that side I really enjoyed, you know. And uh, I mean, Thiago Silva, what a marvelous defender. He's just a, you know, Rolls Royce of a defender. You know, Rudiger is doing well, Aspi is doing well, but that composure that Thiago Silva brings in, that's some other level, right? Yeah, yeah. I, there's this one uh, block, I think, that he has uh, where instinctively he, he, he clears the ball, but his leg is positioned in a way that will always go above. Or away from the yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, and, he was and, towards. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, you know, heart in the mouth moment. For once, I thought this correct, is going straight correct. in. Yeah. Near post. Yeah. But initially, I thought he was lucky, but then the, you know, I actually, if you take a closer look, you see instinctively positions his yeah, leg that yeah. way. And you can't, you can't train that. You you can't do that on a training pitch. I mean, he he his instincts are too good. I mean, even if when he heads the ball, right? I mean, obviously, I will sing praises of for him because I'm in love with that guy. But when he heads the ball, also you see a direction to the ball. Like you know, Rudiger and Zuma are good headers of the ball, <laughs> but they just head the ball away. You know, they are just clearing the ball. But you know, Thiago actually heads the ball to a player, or he at least tries to. You know, I mean, his reading of the game is impeccable, in my opinion. So I mean, the, he such a great addition to the side, right away. Yeah. So it's a good point that you guys made. So having a leader like Thiago Silva dictating the play from a defensive point gives us two advantages. I be I mean, one is the defensive structure. Definitely, uh, the defenders around him are playing much better. Their weaknesses are being managed in a much better way. So we know Rudiger has his fair share of weaknesses. Aspilicueta has his weaknesses. So these weaknesses are getting managed because of a proper, you know, centre back who leads us from the behind. Absolutely. So that is one point. Second point, like you guys mentioned, his composure actually wears out. Or, I mean, it 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 gets transferred to the other players also. Yeah. So when we are trying to maintain a possession game, trying to be very, you know, conservative in the in in our own half, trying to play out from the back. So when we have someone like Thiago Silva taking time on the ball and not getting flustered by pressers. It, it is a really good advantage for us because I see the same thing affecting our other players like Chilwell, like uh, like Aspilicueta, like uh, like Reese James. They are all calm under pressure. They might make a mistake or two here and there, but that doesn't stop them from like trying to get back to their uh, correct position. So it's something that they are thinking on their feet. Something that was missing from the previous few years of Chelsea that I was. Uh, you know, seeing that, that we are more of the traditional kind, not trying to play out that well from the back. So, he brings out a lot of qualities of our other players also. And I think that's a good sign for a leader to have on the pitch. I mean, including, uh, I mean, making the other players uh, play their best best game. Absolutely. And, uh, like, Gaurav, like Gaurav, you just mentioned that he has a knack to, you know, spot a pass through his headed clearances. It's yeah, an absolutely yeah. brilliant trait to have. I mean, uh, you see that in elite European games, not absolutely. not in the Premier League. You yeah, see yeah. Uh, to- top defenders like That's Ramos true. or uh, yeah, you see those things in the Van big, Dijk, big matches. I mean, Van Dijk does have yeah. it on occasions, but I mean, he has been injured uh-huh. for a long time, sadly. But yeah, he yeah. does have it. Correct, correct. Yeah, I I believe in the Premier League, nobody prioritized that fact that you can even 
give plays a direction to your headers i mean there are super defenders in the pl but i think the priority is always to just clear it off I somewhere mean, uh, it's so controlled you know it's lovely to see i mean after john terry honestly though kehil was great for us aspi has been great for us we haven't really seen an elite defender you know uh, if i may okay. no uh, elite center back let's say elite center back but tiago silva at the age of 36 is still a world class elite center back so it's just a you know a joy to watch him like i really love watching him so and i i i, I mean i i honestly don't think that christensen will uh, become that level but i do hope that he transfers some of his qualities to, i mean at least he teaches some of his qualities to christensen and christensen uh, mm. can at least become a bit consistent because he has those qualities and Yeah, so consistency is the first step to becoming an elite player. Christensen need not become like you know Thiago Silva, but uh, what Christensen can do is be his best version. So his skills are like he's no nonsense. He will pass the ball accurately. He'll stay on yeah, his he's feet. He's quite composed on the ball, ball actually. Uh, he's quite composed. Uh, yeah, so that thing he he needs to carry out throughout the match. Like there are one or two moments that he used to make a mistake that is very costly for us at that position. uh that will eventually go away when he has that same level of concentration that thiago shows Absolutely. yeah thiago has a couple of bad games this season but both were versus west brom so i believe those were like came at a bad time for him but yeah. uh, overall when you see thiago silva's game he's always concentrating on his game so that's a focus yeah. that was missing like we could see john terry used to concentrate even kehil never lost concentration that's and uh, the only defenders in the premier league like van dijk and all they never lose their concentration they know that making the decision in the right way so that same thing if christensen does in his own limitations he will still bring the best out of him we don't want him to be next thiago silva there are certain things missing in his game but uh, definitely he like he can add that one or two qualities that will make him a super consistent defender and uh, going forward i believe that we will have one or two more elite players coming here and there and just everybody else being consistent itself can just propel us to a better position going forward absolutely and also with more experience if i may add uh, wow. so con- continuing with this defense um, discussion only so uh, i mean uh, see our team uh, under frank lampard was not known for his defensive uh, focus or um, you know uh, ability anything. which was fair anything defensive okay. anything <laughs> yeah i was i was missing the word sorry <laughs> but but uh, i mean that was with fair reason because honestly frank's team was sometimes all over the place as we have discussed in this podcast before uh, but uh, when uh, you know tukel came in honestly i mean i didn't have this much hopes of becoming uh, that our defense will become so strong i didn't know that uh, i mean obviously oh, he started playing three at the back which uh, i mean you can some say that okay three, playing three at the back these two more defensive organization but i don't think that is true uh, so how much do you you know of this defensive um, stability that we have now you know if we don't keep a clean sheet we are going mad under lampard it used to be like okay oh shit we have considered one goal that's so good so you know how much of this uh, you do you um, think that tukel has done or or how much or do you think that the players are always capable and lampard somehow never you know got to solving that i think it's a bit of both um because you can't obviously improve players that much in 3 months overnight um, yeah correct and 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 you know you you can't improve absolutely shit players also to to reach a point where they're keeping clean sheets for fun so um, i think it's it's again just a matter of um, you know more experience i keep saying this um if you drill it if you know that your players are you know not the types where not the um, john terrys and kills that you just let them 
go on the field and they kind of figure things out on their own and 100% focus game in game out uh and just the intelligence to cover for their own uh, limitations i think a very underrated aspect for good defenders is that they themselves cover up their limitations including thiago silva now who who does cover up for his lack of pace himself i don't think he needs a system around him to do that um that was missing and that's that's what's been instilled so he's complemented you know the the strengths uh, and minimize the weaknesses uh, in the in in the best way possible and i think you know back three was the way to go about it because i don't think he had one pairing that could completely complement each other and also minimize uh, the weaknesses um so it'll be interesting to see we, we have talks of silva extending for another year um but i think I, he has already almost yes, done so yeah 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 he's he, it's it's very public right now he wants to play till 22 and go to the world cup so it yeah. makes sense to do it at at the top level um but again i think he's he's going to be managed uh you know next season as well mm-hmm. he did go off this game as well with a cramp um uh, and i think that scares me the most because i think yes we have depth all over the pitch but that is one area where the difference is very stark so it'll be interesting to see if we recruit for you know another world class top top level defender and then maybe move to a system that tukel wants to play long term or we might just see that three at the back is the way he wants to go which is not something someone has done for a long period of time it's always been that new stop gap system or that new change that someone brings up and it you kind of i think even conte towards the end did move to like different systems once um you know he he thought that that system was found no, out no no i i think i think conte never moved from three at the back initially he had four at the back then he when he moved to three at the back he kept it till the last yeah, but i get your point you, I, no no I his last season was uh, you know famously the same subs as well and the same change in uh, shape as well when things weren't going your way so i i just mean that uh, you know while this does give you stability it, it kind of also limits um, some of your attacking players and you just have you just have too many of them so um it'll be I, i i'm just i'm just waiting to see if something changes there but even if it doesn't i have no complaints i i really don't care um about you know the xgs and how many shots you've conceded as long as you get three points or or the win at the end of it i completely mm. agree and honestly uh, i mean tokel has managed the squad extremely well i will say uh, some of them have been all also obviously uh forced by injuries like tiago silva got injured so he had to put on christensen then christensen put on a super superb shift then christensen got injured then uh, obviously no zuma has got a few games under his belt which is good actually he has been doing good also uh, but uh, overall his squad management has been very good and uh, that's uh, that's the next thing i wanted to talk about so uh, he, he has rotated almost every match but now some of i don't know over the last 4 5 matches i become it's i have become begin to see some pattern uh, chilwell has started the last 3 matches i thought he will be rested for alonso this match yeah werner has been dropped for werner has been getting to start drop reese has been starting to uh, you know claim his spot at the right wing back so uh, what do you guys think about you know all these changes you know do you think that the front three of Pulisic, Havertz, and Mount is the way to go for the rest of the season. Okay, so 
So Gaurav, actually what I have noticed is that uh, Tukil is here and is figuring things out and uh, using the squad to the best potential, trying to keep everybody happy. Yeah. And he's an experienced manager doing his bit. Whenever some player comes to form, right, uh, he it's a no-brainer to play him continuously. So like Pulisic started playing well and he's retained his position. Absolutely. Uh, over Warner, who is not scoring goals. So it is, it is, he's not doing it too difficult. He's not overthinking moves. If full, if if the if the player is fit, if the player can has has the same energy level to go again, and he's in good form, he's starting them. So basis form, if you're starting the players, I think it is a good tactic. Uh, some places, like you mentioned, Reese James reclaiming his right back position, right wing back. I believe it is more of a you know game to game operation that he is but, trying. But but so, I think Reese has been superb also. You know, like absolutely. he hardly has made any mistakes. Absolutely. So, Reese James actually has been pretty consistent. And uh, the point here is basically when we face low block teams like we face Crystal Palace, so Tukil is not afraid to play Hudson Odoi over there and uh, with very limited defensive uh, responsibilities. So, uh, so he has that, that knack to change things depending on what match we are facing. And uh, he trusts Reese James for a more physical, more uh, defensive uh, attributes. While uh, against more more defensive teams, we will face. Uh, we will have uh, Hudson Odoi over there, and uh, the point that we've made forward, like for for the future, if we are having uh, forwards as Mount, Havertz, at least for this Pulisic. season, I meant you know what will happen in the next season is something we don't know, and obviously, as yeah. we said, Tuchel is also figuring things out yet. Yeah. So, so actually, when we have these top cap managers coming in, I mean, for example, after half a season, if Tukil came here, he will not be envisaging something long term. He will want to salvage the best out of the season. So this yeah. back three and then uh, the the chop and change formations here. I mean, the players here and there, uh, Tinkerman, whatever we call. I think it's just result oriented and nothing more than that. And uh, like you mentioned, how we have changed our way of playing and how players are actually performing. There was one thing actually Andreas Christensen told about this. So he came out in media when he, he was in a decent run of form. I mean, he was just three or four games into this, uh, his, his superb form and people interviewed him. And he was like, uh, Tukil gives very clear instructions. So he, he sets boundaries. He understands your boundaries, first of all. He will not push beyond your limit. And he will try to compose you. I mean, he'll tell you to do the simple things. Think about what you're doing and before you do it. Simple messages like this probably helps the players, I believe. So that's what he's trying to get, you know, passed on to players. And uh, someone like Werner, who started to get, started to being dropped right now. I think it's it's a message that is going across that Chelsea is a very competent team right now. We want players in their best touch, best form. And uh, if they're not in that form, uh, someone else who is in that form will be taking your position. Simple, simple management that was in Chelsea for a long time. Uh, it was just a little bit here and there when we had Sari and uh, sometimes Lampard. That we never anticipated such simple things happening. But yes, even Fernando Torres, such a big striker, was being dropped here and there. Uh, Morata was being dropped for uh, Hazard. Let's let's not there. talk about Morata yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> He's a banned banned topic. <laughs> yeah. So whatever. <laughs> So you get the point, right? It was not unusual for top strikers, top players to be dropped in Chelsea. Suddenly, Werner becoming a little bit of a scapegoat. Yeah. No, I mean yeah. Werner. I think Werner. I don't. I don't think it's a scapegoat thing. I think Werner has. Uh, I mean, uh, as much as I support him, 
yeah, yeah, I think he has yeah. himself to blame also for this. I mean, he has been in bad scoring form. And uh, honestly, when Werner came and, you know, Kai Havertz also came, I thought Werner will adapt much more because he's a scorer. I thought even yeah. if he doesn't do anything else, he will at least score the goals. But it has been you know, quite a reverse. I don't know. I mean, it can, you know, many things can be attributed to it. And you never know. You uh, We might just see him back in form next season, which I really hope we do. But, uh, I mean, for now... Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, this front is looking good. You know, Mount, as we had discussed pa- in the past, is becoming undroppable, right? And mm, as I have it. always, I have always maintained that Pulisic, in form, is our best attacker. There is no doubt in my mind, right? He does that number ten jersey justice. I mean, of, I mean, he is not as good as Eden Hazard. He might never be as good as Eden Hazard. Let's be practical about that. But he has his qualities. He and if you and one thing about Pulisic that I really like, he's a very instinctive finisher. If you get the ball around the box, he will generally seven out of ten times he is going to finish that, and which is a great quality to to have. If you if you see in oh. our attack, everyone is a very good player, but we are missing goals. You know, Havertz is a great, but right now he is also having to play a role which uh, against Porto at least he played a lot with his back towards the goal, so he's still in the learning process. Learning curve, and I have no doubts that he will come off better. In the same way, I also hope that Werner also obviously finds his form, and you know, because we do need his goal going forward. Whatever Tuchel has done this season has been awesome, but in the you know next season he will have a one whole season. Everyone will judge him properly, and one whole season is much difficult than suddenly getting a stopgap together for half a season, in my opinion, because our squad is was always good. You know, uh, obviously oh. Lampard had his shortcomings as manager and couldn't manage things. And Tuchel is a very experienced manager. As you said, Abhay, I think that point mm-hmm. Christian, of Christensen that you put, that Tuchel gives very specific instructions, very correct. I think he's a very, you know, as I, I see him very much as about Pep Guardiola. Obviously, he has not won so many trophies, but he has very clear, you know, uh, instructions in his mind. Clear, Very clear roles about the players. He understands the players and what they can perform, what they cannot perform. And also what I like is ruthless enough to drop players. You know, some players might just be like, okay, you know, uh, let's not drop him. Let's see for some more time. But Tukel is very clear in his mind, ki, okay, you perform or you will be dropped. Which is obviously, as you said, lining with the philosophy which we had Chelsea. Be ruthless, win things. Yeah. Right. So actually, he's bringing a little bit of Chelsea. Like he's actually becoming the Chelsea version of Pep Guardiola. Like philosophy is there, but uh, pragmatism is always going to succeed. Absolutely. Kind of good to watch. Yeah, actually. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, obviously, we love. Okay, so now. Uh, okay, now round, rounding up all this, and obviously we have the match against Madrid, which we are all very excited. But uh, we won't talk about it, uh, you know, right now too much because we have another big match on the weekend, which is against, you know, Tuchel's uh, superior <laughs> being senior. Pep Guardiola. Senior. So, senior, yeah, if you can call him senior. Senior <laughs> being Pep Guardiola with, with no hair, with lesser hair, uh, Mr. Pep Guardiola. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, so, so, Pep. Uh, I mean, City also won against Dortmund. Good for them. Uh, with some, I think I thought some revelations might have been contested. But anyway, uh, in the end, I think they were fair winners. Um, now, Pep has a serious. Uh, you know, I mean, he is often notorious for overthinking. Uh, you know, in simple matches and playing uh, his team in a very complicated way. And they have lost some matches and he has been accused of doing that. But against, uh, in the FA Cup and all, he has hardly ever done it. 
this is going to be a very i mean in my mind i have no doubts that this is going to be the hardest match of our season till now in my opinion at least uh, what do you guys think mm, i mean so right now city and chelsea are you know two clubs going on very similar paths uh, the end goals might be a little different in the league but uh, pep is obviously going for that you know elusive uh, i think he's in for four trophies now um uh, which and most i all four of them very they really. won they won the league cup is it no no that's with spurs so i think they have the league cup the fa cup uh league and the champions league to play for right now and all yeah. all all mm-hmm. to competitions very realistically you will have city as one of the favorites um no no wait did the league cup end no uh, didn't they win the league cup no 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 that's with spurs jose would have been sacked Okay. If, okay. if that had also <laughs> not not worked out, but but oh, right, yeah, right, right. like like you mentioned, yeah. very similar uh, uh, you know ways to go about it, and uh, also in the sense that you are now seeing that he has his players marked out that he wants, um, and that's again consistent across two clubs. What will be interesting now is how uh, managers go about it. Like you mentioned, I would love if Pep tries to overcomplicate it. um you know tries to do something funky or maybe rests player um some players maybe deprioritizes a competition and that gives us that much more because i think every comp- i don't think he is doing that what, i don't think he is doing one that one can hope because i think every competition we have yes. the city game is pivotal if we if yeah. we win uh, if, if yeah. we win against city then then you will back yourself in in a final against any team same in the league if you and can overturn we, and just and just saying we might face city in the finals yeah Yeah, <laughs> but but won't you won't you rather uh, face uh, Pep in a final than than uh, ac- across two legs? Um, yeah. So in I mean I I don't know. In, in that sense, I feel I, I feel like um, you know it's it's going to be a good game, but I don't know. Like I, I my stance so far has been very pessimistic. But for the FA Cup, um, <laughs> you know I I don't know. Like I I feel very uh, I feel pretty optimistic. I feel like. uh you know it's it's matches like these where i will back the team because it's it's a one off mm-hmm. but the bigger bigger challenge for me will be to kind of now manage um you guys mentioned how tukel has marked some players who are in form who will continue to play but then he has to prioritize the cup competitions also has to you know secure top 4 so then will we then start seeing some effects of that or will he then decide to play some players in the lesser games in the league versus maybe lower opposition and save these guys for for cups ma- matches like these i think all of that will be a little clearer now that uh, the, the first game is out of the way but weirdly I, so i'm i'm optimistic i don't know um, for for once i'm going to you mentioned that i i'm sorry to cut you but i think you mentioned a good point that you know how the squad is going to be managed because one thing what i just realized is we are in the fa cup semi finals which might um, in uh, go, uh, get decided what the future will get decided this weekend itself but we are also in contention for top 4 and that is very important you know we never know what is going to happen in champions league this is a very young squad as you said yeah. very devoid of experience you know madrid coming up against madrid madrid have a wealth of experience you know against against liverpool also if you saw the second leg i mean obviously liverpool did miss some chances but madrid used all their experience to clamp up the midfield and did not allow them any space again liverpool also some nice tactical form. very uh Right. No, that that's always the case with Madrid. So I mean, that's so, so that that anyway. Uh, but uh, I mean, but yeah, I mean, it's a good point to uh, you know mention about right because uh, 
ultimately we do not want our ta- players to be tiring out at this end point of the season you know and we are in contention for three i mean no i won't say three uh, tournaments but we are contention for the top four in the league we are contention for the semi final we are contention for the champions league all three are very big and equally important in my opinion I think there is no chance of our players tiring out, and uh, that's owing to the fact that Tuchel has uh, really managed our squad. I was just checking the statistics. I mean, okay. the number of minutes played by Kovacic, Jorginho, Conte, and all, and they are yet to hit two thousand minutes. We are thirty mm-hmm. uh, games into the season. Uh, they have played fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred. Thirty only I mean, in the Premier are... League, by the way. We are much more. Ah, I think forty plus. I... If you consider all games in the season, forty-two, forty-three games. Yeah, I'm just yeah. talking league minutes. League league minutes give you gives you an idea about how much they must have okay, played. Okay, okay. So there was a there was a news item about how Cruz and Modric are totally fatigued and they cannot play anymore for at least two more games coming up yeah. because they've had more than four thousand minutes in their season and they're old and they can manage. We hear about uh, how Harry Maguire and all. Has Played too many games this season. It's really becoming mm. difficult for Man United to manage Rashford's fitness also. But I don't think Chelsea has any of those problems. I mean, players with naturally good engine and industry like Kovacic and Kante. Yes, Kante has had some niggles and fitness issues here and there, but his his stamina and his fatigue level, I don't think it's reached that level yet. It's like every time he kind of warms up, I feel that uh, he gets injured here and there. So he never mm-hmm. got that full gear, no. Where you have that Conte has played ten regular yeah, games. Yeah, so Conte has not played regularly this season, and that is good to yeah. see him. I mean, against Porto also, if you see, he had a good game. He won so many balls. He hounded yeah, the players, absolutely. right? So uh, obviously there were some misplaced passes here and there, but I think we can always forgive Conte for that. Yeah. So going forward towards this business end of the season, I feel Chelsea is the most well-shaped up team. I mean, all our players are coming to settle finally. Mm-hmm. Even Zayek has started to settle well. Havertz has settled well. Pulisic is coming to form. Kovacic is really brilliant these days. Kante is currently playing properly. Jorginho has shown his class. Thiago Silva back from injury, playing well. Christensen, Rudiger in good touch. Zuma has been better than expected in this system. Chilwell has cemented his spot at left wing back. Reece James and Hudson Odoi both are playing well. There is no chink in their armor other than ourselves sometimes underperforming or not being clinical. So, like like Shubankar was saying that uh, he's optimistic about the FA Cup also. What I believe is against any other opponent, we can go with our tactical output. But uh, versus City, which has the best tactician currently in the world, we just have to shit house them. That's it. I mean, uh, <laughs> you remember how Sari with his famous Sari ball. Uh, scored a winner through David Luiz's header. I mean, that came out of nowhere. Second goal. Second uh, goal. Yeah. How, how, yeah. yeah, that second goal. And yeah. how Angolo Kante scored that first goal. I mean, yeah. you don't expect players to score. Some random person comes and scores, and uh, play whatever game that gets you the win type of things. So something was, like that has always worked with worked with Pep. Because I was more Pep, thinking of uh, you know the Pulisic goal which he yeah. scored yeah, by that, taking the ball oh, yeah. away from Fernandinho. <laughs> You just let yeah. City come to you and hope that you have the pace, which we do now. This is the same three guys play. You have yeah. like great yeah. pace uh, up front. So uh, yeah. I think we have yeah, really that's... good pace actually. It, it's been like stark difference from last year when uh, we were having Willian and Pedro. Willian is use, losing his yards, by the way. He's not as fast as he was mm-hmm. before. What is he not and losing? Definitely not fast. <laughs> <laughs> Probably his hair. He's definitely not losing his hair. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, then last year we could only see Pulisic who had that little bit power to run behind 
ఉంటుంది I think I, mean, I think getting away from the player sergeant been an issue <laughs> or he should just square it to Mason Mount again and let him do it <laughs> maybe that maybe I think, I think Werner Werner one of best best substitute for a right wing back I mean when uh, if you are probably chasing a goal or something uh, substitute your right wing back get Werner and let him play no, a striker I think I think Change that's why we have Callum forward. Callum Hudson or Abhay I don't think I don't think I'll play yeah. Werner at right wing back and then he will get no no no, no. I'm, i'm not asking you to play right wing back man i'm just telling uh, oh acha okay, 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 okay and let him play up next to back four okay uh, yeah, as we play the center back but, right but yeah. then but yeah, then yeah, okay then what what do you guys think will be the the expect the the, the lineup does it remain the same with, with yeah, maybe yeah i was i was coming to that i i think i think uh, i in my opinion i think it is remaining the silva i don't see a change maybe for Uh, maybe if christensen is back silva might be rested but i i think silva will play hmm silva I playing two back to back games no i think because like after play. after that we have a match against brighton in the midweek i i think uh, oh. tukel can easily rest some players there and you know start yeah. some uh, uh, maybe start uh, you know christensen zuma bernardo <laughs> uh, zayek or even Uh, but i think against city i think the same team plays because i think he is starting to build a that's what i was talking about i think uh, there is a, a pattern developing here he's starting to develop this team you know this is our best team in my opinion i mean obviously uh, in the midfield you can uh, replace anyone you know any any two of the three can play uh, depending on the system and the teams we are playing against i will obviously always favor kovacic is playing because his ball progression is a very big weapon for us but uh, other than that you can really play jorginho and kante also as we saw right and i think one thing that tukel has shown us what we were speaking about that he can allow the teams to come to us it's not like he will always uh, emphasize on you know no 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 we need to have the ball and attack no he can say on you to have the ball and you chill you know you say on your system you play the ball among and frustrate the other team and let them come to us we are that's what i was very impressed about that we are now able to absorb the pressure which we were not able to do for the last i think 2 2 and a half years mm, that's then, very good point because even under sari we were not able to absorb pressure so yeah, well but then least. we need yeah. we need because someone we to raise the pressure of, or you know like be clinical so for that i polisic was doing you know polisic was yeah. doing that against porto i i mean see one thing is um city midfield is i mean brilliant i mean probably the i mean most mobile midfield maybe in the world right now up with kovacic and phil fordon and you know all those they playing on all those spaces so you know, our midfield and defenders should be very protected but what i feel is their defense does lack something uh, as leeds also showed the other day uh, you know if you attack their defense there are spaces there which you can exploit yeah and uh, kai yeah. havertz is a master of exploiting spaces in my opinion he finds i mean he is born to find spaces mm. and even mount does that very well uh, with pulisic space i think we might be able to exploit them obviously i don't think we will be going all gungho uh, you know i don't think so because tukel uh, one thing about tukel that again we spoke is he's a bit pragmatic in all these things but i think we can manage them. i think in my opinion we can manage them. 
I think Gigi said Kovacic uh, yeah. instead of KDB. So if anyone needs a proof of <laughs> how big of a fanboy he is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, okay, yeah. I I said Kovacic instead, instead of okay, KDB. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am a, okay. I am a Kovacic fan. instead of Gundogan. No, no. I I meant KDB yeah, only. I meant KDB only. Yeah. And and okay. and uh, we need to stop that guy. I mean, he has been a pain in our uh, you know uh, in our uh, all the fixtures. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Career, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we need to stop that guy. And I think if you know one thing about City, what I have noticed this season is when you stop KDB, right? That ball flow stops a bit. Uh, I mean, the fast ball flow stops a bit, and then you can, you know, the Foden, uh, you know, Phil Foden, and all you can come yes, a bit. One thing also I have about the Chelsea side is we are quite physical. If you see, you know, so the physical side mm-hmm. of it, we are able to, uh, you know, uh, sustain very, very nicely. So that is a good part. Yeah. So there are physical aspect was actually reinforced the moment Lampard came into the system. No? I mean, uh, even like last year, probably we were not organized uh, like tackles and all those things. Not but uh, <laughs> this year we were really, really good in our uh, bullish. I'll say in our set pieces, yeah. Yeah. in our uh, defending yeah. that way. So that physical aspect, I think we overpower any any Premier League team definitely, and. Uh, Uh, Champions League team also, if you consider that way, physicality is something comes natural to player. You put a taller, stronger player, he's going to win it. So that is there. And then City again, like you said, they leave spaces behind. So even in, if you consider the goal that we scored was a City in our defeat, yes. in our very pathetic defeat. It was a proper counter attack from uh, Callum and Havertz. I mean, that, that was we we found found we we found space out behind their uh, defense absolutely now. so i think we do have a great chance only if our midfielders can pick up those passes so mason mount has been doing great and if he can spot those runs that uh, polisek havertz make i mean havertz makes really uh, I mean, clever runs behind uh, defenders absolutely. finds those pockets of yeah. space yeah. and if they can play one on one two between these lines right uh, city can be exposed crazily but the next point that i'm trying to mention is the most crucial ones i mean we should finish our chances oh, yeah. we will get three or four chances we get three four chances good chances every match we still score one or two goals lesser than what we actually should so uh, in these games big games we have to score goals i agree and, uh, i believe Yeah, and we should not go down. I mean, I am yet to see that sort of mentality. Like, if we go two nil down, do we have it in us to get a three-two win? That sort of thing. I am yet to you I know mean, fully trust our team. And that two nil, I think Kedzer. we have uh, gone down only once under Westbrook, and we have lost that match sadly. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, actually, yeah. we did not go down against Westbrook. If I remember, we scored first, or yeah, we went no, down we after that two-one, and then we went scored. down at yeah, halftime. Correct. But I think we went down against correct, Southampton, correct. and we. Got a draw. We didn't win, but uh, we got a draw. Yeah. So I mean, uh, yeah. So uh, I mean, under Tuchel, honestly, we have been so uh, assured at the back that we, uh, you know, we have looked very assured at the back. So I mean, there has never been a danger of really going down and all. So I mean, I hope that continues. Obviously, yeah. Touch wood. Uh, and against uh, some twenty-five yeah. times Ta- for touch. all the players that Abai marked out who are back in form for this <laughs> for yeah. everything. Because the the thing about these games is if you don't concede, you already get a shot at winning it. Because like I said, penalties is just free game. Anyone can win it. It it there's no logic behind it. Then basically, everyone at this no, level, what? you know, has an equal chance of either scoring or not. You have some specialists, but I think yeah. every yeah. team has one or two of that. So I would actually prefer, you know, if 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 you if you don't concede in these games, you 
you be you instantly increase your chances of of uh, getting a result thanks genius we didn't know <laughs> that uh, but <laughs> moving on okay rounding up the discussion uh, what i do feel is it's a very good thing for the team uh, and a young team uh, our team is quite young to be reaching semi finals and finals of such important tournaments right uh, if we do uh, our man- uh, if we do manage to reach the finals of uh, uh, reaching the semi finals of champions league is a big deal in my opinion you know uh, for one thing after a long time and with such a young team they will mature you know after reaching the semi final whatever the uh, obviously i hope even but whatever the result might be the team will mature and um, i do hope that we can will be able to reach the finals of the fa cup in my opinion if we do uh, manage to reach the final of the fa cup we are winning this tournament fa cup at least yeah Ooh. for the champions league on the board. other side who potentially will be i actually forgot i think it. the other match is it... yeah i also forgot i think it's lesser was uh, man united yeah I, yeah I also think yeah Oh, that right. will so, be a fun uh, game. Whoever, I mean, that will be a fun game. Yeah, I, yeah, that will be a fun game. But anyway, I think we will win if we reach the finals for Champions League. I am not yet able to say. Uh, but yeah, it's a. I mean, in my opinion, it's a great experience for the team, and this only leads to maturing. Yeah. Uh, you know the mature, mature, the maturity of the team. Also gets you thirty million extra, so that's always good. I ran the. I checked out the numbers <laughs> for each uh, progression that you have. you in fact get a couple of million for each win also so you know going unbeaten there also is going to help haland <laughs> but do you really do you really bother about uh, i mean what are the prize monies as a chelsea fan yes, who un- wants to watch un- football or is it just for uh, purpose no no i also <laughs> i also check them sometimes because they're useful no I mean, no unlike oh, unlike a, okay. a, another club that plays in blue we can't uh, you know manipulate our numbers <laughs> to to not breach ffp So yeah. Do you mean Carlo? So, <laughs> do you mean Carlo? Do you mean the ma- club managed by sure, Carlo? Sure, sure, sure. The that's the club that's known for spending a lot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. So I think we have come to a conclusion. I, I so I mean, what? Uh, I mean, just the last thing. What do you guys think? Will there be an unchanged squad for City, or will we change things? uh not completely unchanged but uh, i think there'll be just one or two changes that two will be forced upon tukel as a part of managing you know for the entire run so i'm looking at maybe pulisic who did take a lot of uh, i mean i hope not but i'm looking at silva and maybe a, another guy who's just you know in that zone red zone and is maybe risking an injury that's one thing that tukel has shown that no matter how important the game is if there is a risk of injury he is not going to he is not going to uh, risk that so maybe but then the game after that will have and should have uh, you know a lot more rotation we should use the fact that we have the depth this year okay what do you think um so one thing i like to add here just just my two cents on thiago silva yeah. i believe a game versus man city is more played with your brain rather than your physicality so i doubt the injury aspect will trouble him so much i mean we we need mean man I mean, city to test at, at the end of the day he has to play 90 minutes you do understand that right? yeah Yeah, but I I still feel it's a, it's a game he needs to play. Uh, even same, if he same. plays with a one leg, I think it's still better than playing <laughs> Zuma with two. Albert Zuma, who has definitely please, got a higher please. risk. Guys, come on, let's respect the players. But anyway, yeah, continue. I think Zuma will agree. No, it's, it's so, no, 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 yeah. I I I rate Big Kurt, but there are certain things in which I can't rate him, and that's one of these things Correct. versus Man City. You know? Correct, I agree. Anyway. 
anyway i am pretty sure mason mount will start uh, thiago silva should start and uh, rest of the players may or may not we might see zx start we might set up on counter attack we i i don't really predict an fk lineup because tukel has always rotated his team uh, we might see giroud starting but i don't expect it if we are trying to play on the counter attack uh, but he will rest a few players i'm i'm sure of it and i i think uh, by now zek deserves a start i mean it's been he's been playing pretty decent and uh, he's the most rested attacker uh, and it's it's high time he can start okay fair enough fair enough so there it is guys mm-hmm. um, i hope that uh, you know when uh, or, you know our podcast is hosted the next time uh, we have reached the finals of the fa cup and have something more to celebrate um so here is to this one um adios and yeah we'll meet next time again yep keep the blue flag flying high yep